0: News.
1: It's 11 o'clock, I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines, Boris Johnson steps down as leader of the Conservative Party but stays on as Prime Minister until a new leader is found. The government puts the flight suspension mechanism on hold and health officials warn daily, daily Covid cases here could top 6,000 in two weeks. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has confirmed that he's stepping down as of, as leader of the governing Conservative Party. Speaking outside Downing Street, Mr Johnson said a new cabinet had been appointed and he would continue as Prime Minister until his party had chosen his successor during the summer. Following hours of political turmoil in which he lost the support of many of his colleagues, Mr Johnson gave his reasons for attempting to stay on. In the last few days I've tried to persuade my colleagues that it would be eccentric to change governments' When we're delivering so much and when we have such a vast mandate and when we're actually only a handful of points behind in the polls, even in midterm after quite a few months of pretty relentless sledging. But as we've seen uh, at Westminster, uh, the herd instinct is powerful. When the herd moves, it moves. Leader of the opposition Labour Party, Keir Starmer, says he'll call a vote of no confidence in Parliament if the governing Conservatives don't remove Mr Johnson as Prime Minister immediately. Mr Starmer said the Conservatives, also known as Tories, had inflicted chaos on Britain.
2: He needs to go completely.
1: None of this nonsense about clinging on for a few months. He's inflicted lies, fraud, and chaos in the country. And, you know, We're
2: stuck with a government which isn't functioning. Enough is enough. And the change we need, is not a change at the top of the Tory party, it's much more fundamental than that. We need a change of government and a fresh start for Britain.
1: Meanwhile, the former Conservative UK Prime Minister John Major has said Boris Johnson should leave office immediately, as Britain cannot afford a drawn-out Conservative contest to replace him. The government has put on hold its policy of banning flights to Hong Kong if an airline brings in COVID-positive passengers or breaches anti-epidemic regulations. Officials say the flight suspension mechanism brought unnecessary trouble to SAR residents.
3: Frank Jung has details. Under the policy, airlines face a five-day flight ban if five passengers or 5% of those on board tested positive for the coronavirus, whichever was higher or if they fail to comply with COVID rules. In a statement, a government spokesperson says the decision to put it on hold was made after a careful review of relevant data while taking into account that it's the peak season for students returning to Hong Kong from overseas. It says dropping the flight bans will help reduce the impact on arrivals, especially allowing young people abroad to reunite with their families during the summer holiday. The government also says most imported COVID cases among travelers have been found in tests at the airport or in quarantine hotels, so the rules did little to keep the virus out. Bans already imposed under the mechanism have been withdrawn. Still, the government says it is stepping up coronavirus screening for arrivals from tomorrow, requiring them to undergo an extra PCR test on the third day of quarantine.
1: The Pacific welcomed the government's announcement, saying it would help minimise the inconvenience of passengers returning to Hong Kong. The airline says it's been working towards resuming more passenger and cargo flights in view of the latest COVID measures. The Travel Industry Council also welcomed the move, but the council's deputy chairman, Tommy Tam, said the government could do
2: more. A 7 days quarantine restriction is still on. That means, you know, the overseas visitors and travellers, you know, they have to find the hotel. I don't think it will encourage so much or, you know, increase by a you know, huge number of tourism with this relaxation. You know, the more we can do is, you know, just to cancel, you know, this policy permanently and or, you know, to, to cancel the seven days quarantine requirement.
1: Health authorities say Hong Kong reported 3,028 COVID cases today, of which 172 were imported. It's the first time the Daily Tally has passed 3,000 since April. 79-year-old patient with the coronavirus also died. The Centre for Health Protection's Dr. Tuan-Chuk-Kwan said Hong Kong could see up to 6,000 cases a day in two weeks if infections continue to rise at the current rate.
4: As the case number goes up, the number and proportion of hospital admissions will go up. So everyone should follow the control measures strictly and visit doctors as soon as possible when you feel unwell. Even if you test negative on a rapid test, you should visit a doctor and do another test to play safe.
1: You tuned to RTHK. The time has just gone past five minutes past 11. The Society for Community Organization, an NGO for the underprivileged, has broken ground on its Chun Wan transitional housing project. The four thousand seven hundred square meter site at the intersection of Yao Ma Hong Road and Cheng Wing Road will provide two hundred units for around seven hundred people when completed next year. Si Lai San is the Society's deputy director.
4: Even the government, they try hard, said that they want to put one more, but it's not easy to find an end. And the rubber, need time, take time to do that. So I think it's good to, at the same time, to have uh, some this kind of midterm or short term assistance, so we can put one more units for the people.
1: The police have arrested a man on suspicion of arson after a double-decker bus caught fire this morning on the artificial island that houses the boundary crossing facilities for the Hong Kong-Zhuhai-Macau Bridge. Force spokesman said they received a report at about half past seven that the vehicle parked at the bus terminus was on fire. No one was injured. Authorities say a 57-year-old worker fell to his death this morning from a building that is under demolition in Mid-Levels. Police say the man was found outside Jade Garden at about 20 past eight. They believe he fell from the 10th floor. He was pronounced dead at Queen Mary Hospital. The Labour Department has sent staff to the site and is investigating. Lawmakers have held a debate in LegCo about implementing the instructions President Xi Jinping gave in an address during his visit to Hong Kong earlier this month. Mr. Xi said the SAR must fulfill four requirements, including the comprehensive and accurate implementation of one country, two systems, and expressed hope that the administration would improve governance. Here's Violet Wong.
2: DAB lawmaker Starry Lee, who moved the motion to discuss the president's speech, says she hopes the administration will enhance communication with legislators. She added that Lachgao is duty-bound to unite society in order to put the state leader's speech into practice. We have the duty to help
4: the government and the community to fully implement the address of President Xi Jinping, I'm sure. All members of the council will bear in mind the four must and the four expectations put forward by President Xi Jinping.
2: Business and Professionals Alliance legislator Kenneth Lau pointed out that the president expressed his care for local youth in the speech. Mr. Lau called on the SAR authorities to step up their work with young people.
4: President Xi points out that if young people prosper, then Hong Kong will prosper. And also Hong Kong will have a bright future only when these young people have good career prospects. So I believe the SAR government needs to do more on
2: youth affairs. Mr. Lau also urged the government to be up national education for young people so they have correct values. In response, Chief Secretary Eric Chan said the administration will strive to implement the state leader's directives. He said the president's address carries great significance for Hong Kong, saying it affirms the successful practice of one country, two systems in the past 25 years and provides important pointers for the SL government.
1: A pilot scheme that's aimed at reminding pedestrians to keep their eyes off their phones when crossing the road has been launched, and a top transport department official says authorities are learning from experience on the mainland and overseas. Wendy Wong has the story.
4: There's a common problem among people in Hong Kong and around the world, having their eyes glued to their phones and not paying enough attention to the traffic signal. This week, the transport department kick-started a six-month test drive by installing devices shining red light onto waiting areas at four pedestrian crossings around town to alert people that the red man signal is on and they should not cross the road. The devices are being installed at intersections in Causeway Bay, Wan, Sha Tin and Kowloon Tong speaking on an rthk program chief engineer alex al said the trial run which references projects on the mainland, Austria and Croatia will help prevent accidents. There's always a small portion of people who, for whatever reasons, have the urgency to look at their phones. The red light can help them be aware of the traffic and road situation. Of course, we hope pedestrians follow traffic lights when crossing the road, Mr Rao said. Wan Chai District Council Chairman Ivan Wong says the key is to boost education and awareness.
3: Sometimes people crossing the road may get distracted by talking on the phone as well. Does not mean it's necessary to install a device so that people cannot talk on the phone when they're crossing? It's possible that people eventually get used to the red light and become numb to the projection after a while. I think the best way to tackle this problem is through education and publicity. Many habits can be changed from that
4: but he also says the pilot scheme will raise awareness about the dangers of crossing the road while using a mobile phone.
1: Four activists have staged a march to the Japanese consulate to mark the 85th anniversary of the Marco Polo Bridge incident. Members of the Action Committee for Defending the Dayu Islands demanded an apology from the Japanese government for the country's invasion of China and call for compensation for those affected. Baptist University researchers say they have discovered three previously unidentified coral species in the eastern waters of Hong Kong. As Violet Wong tells us, one of them could be exclusive to the SAR.
2: The three new sun coral species are orange, purple, and green in colour, respectively, and resemble strings of firecrackers or clusters of tubes. Chiu Jianwen, A biology professor at the university said the coral species are small in size, with the largest one only measuring 20 centimetres in height. Professor Chiu says they were found in waters off Kong and Wagland Island.
1: They are not the most common species. We don't see them in every dive. Currently, uh, we only saw them. At these total locations
2: the academic added that while two of the new coral species may be found in Japan and the Western Pacific Ocean, the one thus green is currently only known to inhabit Hong Kong waters. He said the new species living at depths of between 10 and 30 meters would use their colorful tentacles to capture zooplankton in the sea unlike reef-building corals that produce nutrients through photosynthesis.
1: They were in good health condition, as you can see from their very well-extended tentacles in the field and from the condition of their tissue.
2: Professor Chiu says his team came across the coral species during a study of coral-eating sea slugs, and members are optimistic that more such discoveries will be made in future.
1: Tennis And at Wimbledon, Anse Jabeur has reached her first Grand Slam final after defeating Tatiana Maria in the semis 6-2, 3-6, 6-1. The 27-year-old world number no. two from Tunisia will face either 2019 champion Simona Halep or Elenia Raibakina on Saturday for the championship. Also at Wimbledon, Hong Kong's Coleman Wong broke through in the junior competition by reaching the last eight in both the singles and the doubles. The 18-year-old defeated Slovakia's Peter Privara, 7-5, 7-5, to book his first ever Grand Slam singles quarterfinal. Wong is also on course for a third Grand Slam doubles title. He partnered with the American Michael Jang to beat Britain's Henry Searle and Luca Powell in three sets. And now the weather. It will be mainly cloudy with a few showers. Isolated thunderstorms at first. The minimum temperature will be about 27 degrees tomorrow morning. Hot with sunny periods during the day with a maximum temperature of around 32 degrees. Moderate south easterly winds. The outlook, a few showers and sunny periods on Saturday. Mainly fine and very hot in the following couple of days. The local weather forecast, showers associated with a southerly earth stream, are affecting the coastal areas of Guangdong. Besides an anti-cyclone aloft covering southeastern China, is strengthening gradually the temperature is currently 29 degrees and the humidity is 86 percent and now a reminder of our top stories tonight boris johnson steps down as leader of the conservative party but stays on as prime minister until a new leader is found the government puts on hold the fight suspension mechanism and health officials warn daily COVID cases here could top 6,000 in two weeks. And that's the news from RTHK.
0: RTHK, radio free. In the town
5: where I was born. Who sailed to sea And he told us of his life
2: hit in our house when i was a kid <laughs> we always used to sing that yellow submarine from the beatles of course makes our second hour 17 past 11 thanks ever so much for tuning in cheers for the emails in so far as well hi to mike and uh, gilbert's also looking for a full anchor later on of course for the uh, chiffons and sweet talking guy here's a quirky little song fame and price together